Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Probably True, stories of queer life and even queerer sex. Please be aware that this podcast contains strong language and adult themes. It would be boring without them. When I first came across Poppers, it was at a surprise threesome. And I was quite new <laughs> to having sex and stuff. I suppose this is more of an unexpected threesome than a surprise threesome. A surprise threesome makes it sound like they jumped out of a cupboard at you. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't an ambush. Sorry, yeah, it was an unexpected threesome. But still very welcome. But still very welcome and very consensual and very loving. I went for a hookup with someone. And I think it was the second time that I was hooking up with this person. Spoilers, it was the last no drama. It's just, you know, that's how things happen. So on the second time, he said that he was also chatting to someone else, another friend, and could he come over too? And I was like, show me the pics. And he did. And I was like, yeah. So he came over as well. So then there was three of us. And then they were doing poppers. And I hadn't done poppers before. And I didn't know what it was. And I turned them down because there was already plenty of things happening. So there was a lot going on. And I was like, thanks, no thanks. I don't think I knew what Poppers was. Um, I was quite naive, even though I like knew what sex was and everything. And I had been watching porn and like, la la la. I just hadn't, at that point, I wasn't really a part of what you might call gay or queer culture. And Poppers are a big part of that, obviously as a, within the sexual subculture, but also just generally like poppers are a big part of our culture. I think, you know, you can't go to a drag show in East London now without a drag queen, like miming, drinking poppers. And it's all a big lol. It's just part of gay culture and queer culture. So um, anyway, so that was my first sort of experience of poppers, but I didn't do anything. So then I did what I, what is a classic thing for me to do, which is to do some research and figure it out on my own. And so I bought myself some poppers and I like was watching porn and I sniffed some poppers and I was like, oh, okay, right. That's what this is about. So I kind of figured that out. And then I started to introduce it when I was with other people. You know, so I'd kind of like figured myself out around it first. Well, before we move on to with other people, what was the experience of that first time and wanking watching porn with poppers? Actually, I can't really remember that very first time, but I remember a time quite soon afterwards. But it's, it's just not the definitely the first time, because I think that the fact that I can't really remember the first time, it was like, okay, I get this. This is nice. Fine. But it wasn't, you know, like Dear Diary. Whereas soon after, I remember it being New Year's Eve and I'd stayed in because I'm not a big fan of New Year's Eve and kind of like knackered by that point. It's a bit rubbish, too high expectations. It's all a bit daft. So I'd probably had a bath and a glass of whiskey. I was just like, right, okay, like I'll have a wank. I was cruising on some internet websites with some videos and I had my poppers and I stumbled across a video which was a supercut of loads of other different porn videos and pictures with like a techno beat underneath and those 
text instructions on the screen with a number countdown and where it tells you it's it like screams at you in all caps when to sniff and when to hold and when to release your breath when you're taking poppers so I had discovered these popper beta videos as they're known and I was like submitting to them getting high on poppers and having a wank and getting really into it and having a moment and then the bloody fireworks outside started going off because it was midnight and that also happened in my room so I definitely remember that night because it was I was like really poppered up I had a real experience and then all sorts of fireworks Wow. I imagine that was quite difficult to replicate the next time you did it, just because, you know, getting a whole city to fire fireworks at the same time. Logistically, it'd be quite difficult. If you've got the budget, it's I think it's used £300,000 for the New Year's oh. Eve fireworks. So Spend more than that on OnlyFans. So, <laughs> About the videos. Yeah, this is new to me. It sounds like when I was little and I used to have the audiobook that I would read along with and it would give me a kind of bingly bing, turn the page. <laughs> yes. Bingly bing. Hang on a minute. So am I now schooling you in Papa Beta Trainer videos? Because I can go into more. Not schooling, but that, that but like basically like uh, inducting. Do you want to be inducted? Induct away. For you, my dear, and any of your listeners who have not yet stumbled across this art form, and it has changed in recent years, actually, it's quite an evolving genre. People just make a 15, 20 or 30 minute video with just the just clips from other pawns and it's quite fast and often they follow a sequence in a way that like a normal pawn video normal pawn would follow a sequence of like you know some heavy petting at first and some touching and and some groping and then maybe there's a dick that appears and then maybe there's two dicks appears and then there's like sucking and then there's fucking and then the whole thing like the whole story arc Sometimes what they do is they basically make a supercut where it's like loads of clips like that following the same order. So you've got like kiss, then kiss, then kiss, then kiss, then kiss, and then like dick and then dick and then dick. You know, it's kind of like that. Sometimes they don't really follow that narrative structure. And then interspersed with those cuts, they have text on the screen, which says things like, okay, beta, are you ready at the beginning? You're going to you're going to get poppered up, you dirty little slut. When the text on the screen says, take a hit, or it might just say hit, and then you're supposed to sniff your poppers. And then it might also say hold, and you're supposed to hold your poppers. And then the music might like slow down for a moment and the images might go a bit slow-mo or even freeze frame while you're like holding this poppers breath inside you. It might do a countdown, then it might release. And then the music will start building up again, just as you're high is like really taking hold and then it'll like show you flash you some more images of whatever's next in the sequence and then so on and then there's like a beat underneath it which is usually it's like a hardcore techno beat and then this just goes through and so the point is that the maker of the video is kind of dominating you they're kind of instructing you and they're they're literally forcing you to hold your breath they're forcing you when to sniff your poppers which is what you might do with a partner if that's the dynamic but towards the end of the video, it's just all an absolute spelunkathon. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Maybe this is really obvious and everyone listening is going to be like, oh, I know all this. What are you talking about? <laughs> Can you describe the sensation of taking poppers? Like, Oh, yeah. Because when I've tried it, I get a cracking headache, I mm. blush, mm. and that's it. Yeah. Really put me up. Maybe I used some cheap shit ones. This was a long time ago. I've not used them in a while, admittedly. But if you could explain to me how it feels or how it's supposed to feel, just because... Well, I mean, yeah, it's like a lot of 
drugs, right? People experience them in different ways. Like you said, there are different types of poppers and they have slightly different experiences, even though it's kind of the same thing. So how about I say like medically what's happening to your body in terms of like, you know, if I was like the talk to Frank website and then I can say like what my experience is. So poppers are a vasodilator which means it dilates your blood vessels. It means it loosens or widens your blood vessels. So when you take a sniff of the vapor, somehow that relaxes your blood vessels so that they widen a little bit, which lowers your blood pressure because more blood is flowing through. And because more blood is flowing through, it's also putting lots of more blood into your muscles because your muscles are really thirsty for blood all the time because they need the oxygen. And so that has the effect of relaxing all of your muscles Now, this is one of the famous things about poppers is that there's one particular muscle which is really nice to be relaxed, which is the one around your bum hole. And that's really nice if you want to have sex there. Um, And so some people take poppers as a mere facilitator for the bum sex. It's relaxing your muscles. And then also your brain, of course, is getting a lot more blood and therefore a lot more oxygen at the same time. So that's why you have like a slightly high feeling or a woozy feeling because your brain's getting flooded with oxygen. As you said, sometimes that can lead to headaches in a person. That also might be to do with other things to do with your blood pressure as to how your brain and the rest of your body reacts when there's blood pressure going in one direction or another direction. Because poppers reduces your blood pressure. It's why it's bad to do it if you've also been taking a lot of alcohol and really bad to do it if you've taken Viagra because both of those increase your blood pressure. And so you don't want to send your body mixed signals too much. So Viagra and poppers is definitely a no-go. Basically, just don't mix your drugs and sex. Like, choose one and stick to it. Exactly. It's a new meaning on on the concept of blue wicked, isn't it? So then because your muscles have had all this extra oxygen and you've been a bit high... And somehow there's this like magic feeling of horniness, which is not only connected to the fact that your bum might be more open. And it's actually not really connected to the fact that your dick, if you have one, has more blood in it. Because in a way, like actually the more you sniff poppers in one session, then the less likely you will stay hard in your dick because your blood pressure is lowering and your dick needs like a lot of blood pressure to stay hard. But it just creates this like horniness in you where if you're a person like me then you're like I want a dick in my mouth or a dick in my ass right now and it's kind of like it's like an unsatiable thirst or hunger for that but also there's another effect for me which is if I'm with someone that like it's this like feeling of like super strong sexual connection which is obviously the horniness because you are the reason why I'm horny I get that a lot thanks (laughs) (laughs) But like, you are the object right here in front of me and you're touching me in this way and la la la. And so like, we're just in this like really horny moment together. And then you just feel like insatiable desire. And then after like 45 seconds or so, it starts to wear off and then you calm down. Oh, you also can feel your heart beating a lot faster because your heart's just a muscle just like anything else. So your heart's getting more blood through it. And so it's kind of like pumping, pumping it around faster. But then it definitely wears off very soon. It's like the, the shortest lasting effect from a drug it's not like i don't know mdma which might last for a couple of hours or something another drug you shouldn't take with alcohol or viagra (laughs) or anything really and so you started off using this in solo sessions so you were just Mm. having a good hard wank and and sniffing some poppers yeah was it something you would use every time was it a treat did you kind of add it to your routine yeah i'm interested like how much of a thing it became as part of your kind of wank. Yeah. So we're talking about 2017, I think, 
was when I roughly like started using poppers. I guess that it did become a part of my menu of options in a way that my toys are on the menu of options, but I don't use them every time. Definitely with poppers, if it's like a wanking session, it's porn and poppers. They go together like Sandy and Danny. It just became a part of my menu, but it wasn't every time. And I guess that that's still the same today, actually. Yeah, it's still the same today. Maybe half or less than half of the times that I have a wank that I use poppers, probably less than half, but it's there in the menu. It doesn't become a kind of, oh, I've got no poppers, there's no point having a wank, it just won't be worth it. No, I mean, I think it can be for some people. It can be a thing that they do every time when they're wanking or having sex. It's not something that you can really chemically become addicted to, like nicotine, it's like a chemical addiction, but it is something that you can get addicted to in the sense of like, you really like doing it so you really want to do it again. I'm interested now, if you don't mind, mm. talking a little bit about the difference when you started using it in a multiplayer setting in your sexy times. Multiplayer. <laughs> I can't really remember like specific scenes or moments. I can tell you like what I've learned over the time that I've been doing it with other people, which is for me, like it's not so much about I need this in order to open my bum so that I can be penetrated there. Like it is for other people. And for sure, like if I'm going to do that, then it definitely enhances that. And that's nice. But it's not a, a facilitator that I find essential. And presumably that's helpful if you're dealing with a particularly hefty one. You've probably covered this in at least 75 different episodes. But the thing about opening your bum slash dick size is also a function of so many other things in your life and, and your psychology and like how you are and how much you desire this person and what else is going on and stuff like as to whether you're like receptive literally you know but for sure like chemicals help i have on several occasions been chatting with lovers of mine and one or the other of us would be like that all sounds lovely just so you know my bum might not be in the mood today yeah and that's fine that is something that we deal with and it's a body thing and it's part of navigating yeah the the joy of sex with two squishy emotional human people yeah exactly what i've found in like using poppers with you know on multiplayer setting and this is my own experience everyone will have a different one and that's great but like it really is a thing that I guess there's does two things at the same time in addition to all those like physiological things that I mentioned number one is that because sex is one of the very few things that I do in life where I like with <laughs> full stop <laughs> one of the very few things I do in life where I lose track of time and like I forget a lot of things and I'm just like really able to focus in the moment. You might say that it's one of the few things where I can like switch my brain off. And so that's something that is possible in sex. And if there's poppers, then that is even more true. So that's just one of the great things about sex and sex on poppers for me is like, there's that chance that I can just like purely fully enjoy this moment with this person. And I'm not thinking, oh, shit, did I leave the gas on or something else, you know? And then the second thing is this like deep connection that I feel with the other person. If we're doing poppers, especially if like he's doing poppers as well, like, ideally is you just have this like intense desire for this moment. I remember when I first started having gay sex and I was like realizing or accepting or whatever that I'm gay and I realized just how 
I wouldn't have put this in those words at the time, but like just how gorgeous and beautiful it is because it just strips away the society, strips away like all the shit things like patriarchy. And, you know, this is if it's, if you're having a good time and if it's done well, like it strips away the, the shit things like deadlines and the patriarchy basically. And you just have this like great connection with this person and like poppers enhances that for me. And that doesn't include like penetration necessarily. It's just like we're looking into each other's eyes and we're sniffing poppers and we're really, really turned on. And we're just like two humans, as you said, two squishy human bodies in this moment. That's great sex. I haven't had sex like that in a very long time. Like most of the time I am thinking like, I need to water that plant later or I've only got 20 minutes before my housemate comes home or yeah. am I doing this right? He's pulling a weird face or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, like I, I can't remember the last time I lost myself in sex and, and actually like managed to switch my brain off. That said, I am a bit weird. So, you know. <laughs> That's the goal. I'm not, I'm definitely not able to do that every time. It's really depends, but I don't even know if it's a high bar. I don't have a lot of sex. <laughs> so maybe it's a function or a proof in a way that like my bar is a bit high because I kind of try to have that experience that sounds actually really lovely and you're really kind of selling it but then you know maybe I'm just doing sex wrong generally that's no I'm sure you're not it's not for everyone it's like anything you know try a few different ones maybe or in a few different settings I have heard that there's a new formulation now that doesn't give you headaches like it's designed to like not do that I don't know how it works or what difference it would make that would be very interesting to know. Poppers are basically sold on the branding. And that's to me, sounds like copywriting. <laughs> Presumably the stuff in the bottle is uniform across all of them. No, it's not. Oh. There are different substances and they have basically been synthesized at different times and in different places due to whatever regulatory environment is in that place and time. So the very first substance is called amyl nitrite. And if you buy poppers in France or Belgium, you can as one get does. amyl nitrite. As one, <laughs> as one does, you can get amyl nitrite. But you can't get that in the UK because it's banned. And you can't get it in the US because it's banned. In the US, you might be able to get something called butyl nitrate up until a few years ago when that was banned. So that was a thing that replaced amyl. And then, but then the law changed and then that was banned. So then they started to create pentyl nitrite and propyl nitrite. So these are all basically variations on the same chemical formula. And in addition to that, different manufacturers put in other different things which make them smell or behave in different ways, but they don't say what those things are. They sometimes even don't say whether it's a propyl or pentyl or butyl or whatever on the bottle, because there's a really weird regulatory environment about poppers, which I could talk about for like another 52 hours. But what I'm saying is the different things in the bottles are different, but most people don't know this and the manufacturers don't reveal 90% of actually what it is. So therefore, poppers are mainly sold on how funky is the label and how hilarious is the brand name. What's your favorite brand name of Poppers? I don't have a favorite. I am quite like ambidextrous about it. I like sometimes when they're like ridiculously fruity and, and they have like stupid names like Oink or uh, Lady Poppers. Presumably in a, in a smaller, daintier bottle. It's pink. It's bullshit, but it's supposed to be the formula for ladies. And that's just like stupid, like as if Poppers was a product that needed, I mean, it's, you know, it's from queer subculture as if it needed to be binary. Thank you very much. No, thanks. And then there's this American one that is kind of like super cool and trendy and therefore very expensive. And it's called Double Scorpio. And I don't know about um, astrology because I'm not religious. So I believe Double Scorpio has some kind of, I don't know what the meaning is, but people will write in and 
tell you, I'm sure. It doesn't matter. It's all bollocks. It's all bollocks, exactly. But they have different flavors. I think that that one has a good reputation of being a lot softer on the brain, but still having the oomph that you need. And they also have lots of different flavors. And I've tried, there's one called Emerald, and that's quite nice. And then there's also one that's called Rose, I think, or Rose something rose gold is it and that's also quite nice and i was sniffing that on a dance floor in brussels a couple of weeks ago and it was good fun many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So then, Adam, why are they called poppers? Oh, yeah, they're called poppers because when they were first manufactured as a medical product in the starting in the late 19th century, first first used medically to help people with angina pain in their heart. And gradually enough experiments have proven that that worked, that it became a product that was manufactured and sold in pharmacies. And so because it's only the vapor that you sniff, the liquid was sold in these little tiny glass ampules. They were sometimes called pearls. And it was a fragile enough glass that you could just crush it in your hand to release the vapor. So just snap off a bit of the glass. And because the liquid was held in pressure in those little glass ampules, when you crush that glass, it made a pop that would release the vapor. And that was how it got its street name, Poppers. And that's still with us, even though they're not sold like that anymore. It's interesting that of all the Victorian medical (laughs) drugs that were available at the turn of the 20th century, you know, cocaine cough drops and heroin for depression and all that kind of thing, (laughs) Poppers is the only one that's hung around. The others are all illegal now and naughty. Well, Poppers is kind of illegal in some ways. I mean, you can, in, in the UK, you can walk into a sex shop and buy it. But if you ask the salesperson what it's for and how you use it, they can't say that it's for you to use. That's why often on labels it says it's leather cleaner or it used to say VHS cleaner because they can't sell it for human use even though they know why they're selling it. So it's not illegal, but it's illegal to be sold for human consumption. That's in the UK. And in some countries it's just out and out illegal. And just for clarity's sake, because we mentioned drag queens drinking poppers earlier, you don't drink it. Do not drink drink it. You don't drink it. Very bad. If you see a performance artist or drag queen on stage, and believe me, they're ten a penny, taking out a bottle of poppers and claiming to not know what that is, but thinking it's a tiny little energy shot and wouldn't that be a funny part of my skit? And then like 
kicking back their neck and chucking down the entire contents of the bottle. They've, if, if it was previously a bottle of poppers, they have definitely rinsed that shit out and um, double sterilized and put it in the dishwasher three times over and then filled it with vodka. Yeah, it's definitely not poppers. Do not drink poppers. People die. Cool. Good to know. <laughs> that might need to be in text in the show notes as well. <laughs> As the UK's eminent poppers historian right now, <laughs> you're a connoisseur. You're kind of like a, a sommelier, but for poppers, mm. like a wine waiter who can like offer something that pairs delightfully with the big hairy muscle man who's on his way around. Yes. Or the skinny twink that you just met in a toilet. And I like that. It's a, good, it's a career. It's a niche. Why not? Yes. Um, so as the UK's eminent poppers expert, as you've been doing these tours, have people brought you random stories or weird things or stuff that you wouldn't have expected? Oh, yeah. People have come up to me after I've done like a talk and I'm not complaining. It's always good fun to hear people's stories. But also because I've just given a talk and I might have shared my own experiences like I have with you, or I might have like read bits from my book, which is about the history of poppers. People come up to me and they treat it as if like we're already in a conversation because they've heard my half, which is I get that. That's completely legit. But they come up and like, without any preamble or foreplay or anything, they're just straight in there. And they're just like, oh, my God, I've got to tell you about Chantel, who round the back of the leisure center when we were 14, got me sniffing poppers and we got high and fell over, spilt the poppers on her blouse and it burnt through the blouse. And then someone accidentally lit a cigarette too close to the poppers and there was a bit of a flame because it's flammable like people just come up to me and share these like stories they are often about teenage misadventure classic chantelle yeah i know absolute absolute wall-to-wall chantelle there around the back of the leisure center so there's definitely like stories like that and it, i just find it really funny and also the the methods that people use you know like the things that people have made like they've made their own like mask thing like with the poppers bottles open and attached so that they can like be hands-free that's what they're breathing in like it's dangerous to do that because you're taking a lot of poppers to do that people talk about how much they edge with poppers or they edge their partner they edge someone else like using poppers a lot people talk about doing it in the back of english class and i think that's a great idea especially if you're doing like cat on a hot tin roof or something fucking shakespeare Ugh. yeah exactly also recommend it for religious studies year nine year ten religious studies <laughs> oh yeah someone did tell me that they had to go to church with their family on like an Easter or a Christmas or something you know there was like a reason I mean is there ever but there was a reason and they had to go and they were like with their sibling they were just like look the only way we can get through this fucking service that mum and dad are dragging us to is if we do poppers so they did poppers in the back row of the pews I'm like collecting all of these stories I mean I'm not actually collecting them but maybe I should have been collecting them in a note on my phone or something so why do you think it's such a big part of queer culture I think there are two main reasons to that. One is that early in the 20th century, some industrious people who had gotten hold of it because of angina reasons, these people may have been patients or they may have been medical students or medics. It's unknown as to how this transfer happened. But they got hold of it and they were having sex and realizing that it was basically helping for sex, whether it was for opening the bumhole or just making you more horny or releasing your inhibitions and things. Because of the bumhole connection. We do love a bumhole connection. The new thriller starring Tommy Lee Jones. Um, not Tom Hardy, not, not Chris Hemsworth. I don't know. It sounds like one of those like 90s thrillers. So because of that, it was men who were having sex with each other who were who were doing it. 
because they were already in the underground because that was how people like that were having sex in the UK and the US and other similar places in the first half of the 20th century it became an underground thing which is how it had why it had a street name poppers and through those networks they would find pharmacies that would just sell it over the counter without a prescription and so it just became a part of the gay male subculture in places like New York and London and then a prescription requirement clamped down on it in the 60s in the UK and in the US because the respective governments realized that people were like buying this over the counter but not using it to treat their angina. That was a shock horror misuse of this pharma product. So they required a prescription for it. But the, the cat was out of the bag, really. And so manufacturers who were not pharmaceutical companies, but they were just like poppers companies. And they founded businesses they got the chemical formula and they just started manufacturing it and then what they did is because it had been known among gay men they basically started to brand it as such and so that's why it's still heavily connotated in that demographic because they use branding that specifically spoke to that demographic whether it was the name or the imagery and all of these things were quite like masculine coded so they would call things like tnt and bolt and rush and they used hunky guys with dinner plate size pecs and Tom of Finland style army men in the uh, adverts. And so that really solidified it as like a gay male subculture thing. That was the short version of the answer. That's really interesting. And I'm sure <laughs> if I bought you a drink, you could talk to me. Or if anyone listening to this buys you a drink, you could give them a whole full-on talk about it. Yeah, and <laughs> they can bring their book along and I'll like make marks in it if they want. You're not supposed to write in books. I got told off for that at school. <laughs> okay, let's pay the bills. Plug your book. Tell us all about your book and how all of this frenzied wanking and surprise threesomes led you to writing your best-selling first book. <laughs> we can say it's best-selling. The book is called Deep Sniff a history of poppers and queer futures. I was wanking a lot and sniffing poppers a lot. And I, I realized that I was talking about poppers with people because we was, have, was having sex, but nobody really knew anything about them. And I didn't really know what it was. And so I did like some internet searches and there were some kind of basic cursory internet articles at the time. I did some research and wrote a talk. And then I was like, well, I could turn this talk into a book and sometimes people say, what's the queer futures thing? Because isn't it just a history book about poppers? And it is that. But as I was writing it, I realized that I also wanted to use it as an excuse to sort of say a load of stuff about queer identity and my own experience and about like queer politics. So that's what the book is about. And you can buy it now. <laughs> you seem surprised. <laughs> I am surprised. I'm still surprised that I wrote a book about poppers. It's also available in Spanish, by the way. All of the gorgeous Spanish speakers in the world can also enjoy it. It's called Inhalación Profunda, Historia de Popper y Futuras Queer. Bueno. It's super interesting. And I've, I have heard you talk about this for hours, and I could talk, hear you talk about it for hours more. <laughs> but if people wanted to find you on the internet, whether to buy your book or to stalk you on the social medias or to hire you to talk to their school about poppers, <laughs> how could they do that? My name is. Adam Smith, Z-M-I-T-H. And that is the name of my website. It's adamsmith.com. And also, and it's my Twitter. It's just at Adam Smith. So people can find me and they can buy the book anywhere, any bookshop. They'll have it in or you can order it. 
obviously it's even better if you order it from a or buy it from an independent bookshop especially your local queer bookshop that was probably true the multi-award winning storytelling podcast created to remind all of our queer siblings that we are none of us alone if you like what you heard and you want me to keep doing it you can support the show at patreon.com forward slash probably true even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.